We're joined by Krista Hestoffer, who is the government relations uh, manager at Hunger Solutions in New York, a group that works to solve hunger uh, in our state. And they recently held uh, a press conference to draw attention to the fact that the uh, programs that were developed during the uh, pandemic to expand uh, SNAP benefits, people used to call it the food stamp benefit, are expiring because the federal government believes that the pandemic is over with. So, uh, Crystal, can you maybe just give us a little introduction to Hunger Solutions and what is the problem? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I am here from Hunger Solutions New York. We are a statewide nonprofit organization dedicated to alleviating hunger. And our focus is maximizing the federal nutrition assistance programs. That includes SNAP, as you mentioned, WIC, school meals, summer meals, and the child and adult care food program. So we really are working to maximize those resources, make sure that all eligible low-income New Yorkers are connected with them, and that we're fully leveraging the anti-hunger programs that are our nation's first line of defense against hunger. And the issue um, that you, you know, alluded to in your your introductory remarks um, is that the temporary federal supports that have been in place on these programs are expiring one by one. So at the start of this school year, we saw that statewide 726,000 students lost access to free school meals when federal waivers expired. And as of today, as of March 2023, uh, 2.8 million New Yorkers who rely on SNAP benefits will no longer receive the emergency allotments that the federal government provided uh, starting in 2020. Those emergency allotments brought folks' benefits up to the maximum amount or um, up to an additional $95 above that. That was a critical support uh, throughout the pandemic, and grocery prices remain at historic highs. So we're seeing really what, what amounts to a hunger cliff for families across the state. Yeah, and I understand some of the households are receiving, you know, reduction in benefits in SNAP, you know, several hundred dollars. And, and also the situation is certainly in recent years, you know, we, we've seen a big spike in inflation, but a lot of that inflation has actually been driven by the increase in food prices. Sure, we're all feeling this. We're all seeing the rising grocery costs, but for low-income families who rely on the federal safety net to ensure that they can put food on the table, uh, this is a really devastating reduction in benefits. So all SNAP households are going to feel this. All SNAP households will lose at a minimum $95 in monthly SNAP benefits, and some households may see a much larger decrease in their benefit depending on um, what the maximum amount is for their household and what their normal benefit amount is. Um, so I, you know, and I should be clear that folks are going to continue to receive their normal SNAP benefit amount, but we are going to lose that emergency allotment that has really helped families throughout the pandemic. Now, I was focusing on, on SNAP because March 1st was the day that the uh, supplemental increased benefits ended. But as you mentioned, um, over 700,000 students also losing access to free, you know, school meals. You know, what are some of the things you're hoping that Governor Hochul and state lawmakers may step in uh, to help deal with the hunger problem? We're really hoping New York will step up, you know, fill this gap, make sure that folks across our state have access to the nutrition resources that they need. We are urging the legislature and the governor 
to include healthy school meals for all New York kids in the final state budget. This would ensure that all students across the state have access to free school breakfast and lunch, regardless of income or application status. It would be a fundamental part of a child's education, just like textbooks and transportation. We're also asking the legislature and the governor to come together and fully fund anti-hunger proposals that are on the table, including enhanced funding for SNAP outreach and application assistance to make sure that families who are eligible are able to connect with those benefits. That's a, a program that we provide, we manage um, statewide called the Nutrition Outreach and Education Program. That is a huge support for families who are not yet connected with SNAP, but ought to be and could be really benefiting from that program. And we're also encouraging the legislature and the governor to fully fund HIPNAP and Nourish New York, which are important funding streams to support the emergency food sector of food banks, soup kitchens, um, and other uh, emergency food providers who are expecting to see an increase in demand with the reduction in SNAP benefits. Now, I'm not as well versed in the state budget as I used to be, but you know, my, my recollections were talking about a couple hundred billion dollars overall for the state budget. And I, I did read recently, I thought that Governor Hochul wanted to put aside about something like $8 billion into a rainy day fund because she doesn't think it's raining yet. How much money are we actually talking about you trying to get an increase in funding for these various anti-hunger initiatives? It's for the Healthy School Meals for All proposal, we're looking at around $200 million, which is a drop in the bucket for New York State's budget, as you mentioned. It's um, a really meaningful investment um, and one that the state could absolutely find funding for. Um, when it comes to our, you know, SNAP outreach and education through the Nutrition Outreach and Education Program, um, we're asking for uh, an increase from the executive budget of uh, about $1.9 And that investment has, in recent years, had a return of uh, 27 to 1 uh, to the state. So it's, it's really a sound investment to make. It ensures that folks have access to the nutrition resources that they need to thrive, and it maximizes federal programs that provide this support for families. And, you know, most of these federal programs are largely funded by, by federal dollars. When you get more, you know, people to sign up, you're bringing not only helping to reduce hunger and get healthier kids and families, but you're also bringing, you know, money into um to, to local stores. Now, I, I remember when I used to, you know, work with the Hunger Action Network, I was surprised that a fairly high percentage of the people going to these food pantries and soup kitchens, even though they may have been income eligible, a lot of them are still not getting, you know, actually SNAP benefits. H has that been improving over time or are there still a lot of people eligible who are not getting signed up or having problems navigating the system? New York does fairly well at reaching eligible households with SNAP, but that doesn't mean that there's not substantial opportunity for growth. We have special eligibility rules in New York that would allow even more families to qualify for SNAP um, who may not realize it. Families that have earned income that is a little bit higher than the typical SNAP income guidelines, um, folks who have child care costs um, and folks who are disabled or are older adults, um, all have slightly different income guidelines. And so we know that there are many more families that could be benefiting from the program and aren't. Our nutrition outreach and education program 
provides outreach across the state to make sure that folks are aware of the program. Um, and it also provides free and confidential pre-screenings and application assistance to help people through every step of the process and make it as easy as possible for them to connect to the benefits. I will say one number I can share is that there's about 200,000 older New Yorkers who are estimated to be eligible for SNAP but not participating. So that's been a, a real focus of ours is making sure that all of those households are connected as well. Now, my son these days is working with the uh, New York uh, Immigration Coalition. And I kind of recollect that some of the federal nutrition programs, you know, did provide benefits to undocumented workers, I think particularly perhaps the school meals program, but others did not. How are immigrants fearing under all this? in about a minute we got left. We did see that during um, prior administrations, federal administrations, um, there were some changes in rules that caused a chilling effect among many immigrant communities and made them hesitant to participate in federal nutrition programs. But you're exactly right that there are many folks um, who could still qualify depending on the program. There's different regulations um, that I'm sure we can't cover in a minute. Um, but I would really encourage folks to, you know, reach out to their local NOAA coordinator if they have one um, to visit our website, which I can share um, to get some more information, because we do know that a lot of immigrants in New York State uh, can and should be participating in these programs as well. And what is that a website? It is hungersolutionsny.org. Easy one to remember. Krista, sure Krista Hestoffer, uh, Government Relations Manager, Hunger Solutions uh, New York. Good luck. And this is uh, Mark Tunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.